You are now listening to Changing Lives, a podcast presented by Mount Gilead Full Gospel International Ministries, hosted by co-pastor Elena Robertson. Hello and welcome to Changing Lives. We are changing lives with the Word of God. I am so thankful for the Word of God. It is spirit. It is life. It is bread, it is water, it is everything I need. Listen, I want to take this episode, which is episode 39, to share with you about holding fast. I believe that that key term, as I get into it and explain what it's about and where it is in the Word and how it relates to our lives, I believe you will agree with me that we need to hold fast in these days and times. There's so many different things going on in the world today. We know that. It's no secret. Um, We've had to press harder than we've ever had to press in our lives. We've been challenged more than we've probably ever have been challenged before in our lives. I know I have, Um, but thank God for His grace and uh, for His preserving and keeping power. Um, I'm able to be out on top. All right. And I pray you have been too as well. But I wanted to just break down the term hold fast. Um, Means to bear down and stay the course. Another meaning is to continue to believe in or to adhere to an idea or principle. That's when times are tough, when times are good, when times are easygoing, just holding fast, okay? Um, Another uh, way of saying hold fast is to hold your position, maintain your position, or fix your gaze and not lose sight, okay? Um, You can say to stay strong, to continue to do what is right all the time, Um, see it through, see things through, all the way through. Um, Don't surrender, no surrendering. You can surrender to God, but don't surrender to the pressures, the cares, the worries, all the things that are coming your way. Don't surrender to that. You maintain your position. Stay true to who you are. Continue to believe. Another way of saying it, um, you know, is to grit it out. Um, I want to start out as far as in the word of God from out of second Kings, the 18th chapter. And I remember going through and reading, um, through the old Testament. And when I got to the book of Kings, um, first and second Kings, it was very depressing. And it was depressing because every, literally every single leader that was a King did evil in the sight of God. It was very disheartening, <laughs> um, you know, but but it even in that, God showed me, you know, that we can take uh, the things that people do bad and we can learn from those. So I had to really change my mindset as I was reading this book so that I can learn from it and not allow the, the disappointment of leadership uh, to constantly king after king after king giving in to the ways of the world, giving in to to, um, what the philosophies are, what the opinions of man, their own selfish desires and lust. Um, So I learned a lot. And so, but there was hope. There was a glimmer of hope because there were a couple of kings that in the midst of all the lineage of the kings, there were a couple of kings who were just strong and held fast to 
God and and their belief in God. And so Hezekiah was one of those people. And so um, Hezekiah actually was the son of King Ahaz. And if you may remember King Ahaz, King Ahaz was the husband to Jabez, I mean, to um, Jezebel. And um, and I don't need to go into all of that about Jezebel. We kind of are familiar about that Jezebel spirit, which is rebellious, uh, just cantankerous, just evil, evil spirit. But that's not what the message is about. It's more so about how King Hezekiah had held fast in the midst of all the opposition. So even though he came through a lineage of, um, you know, uh, 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 family members, his father, his mother, you know, that were just evil and did evil in the sight of God, still King Hezekiah got a hold of God. And once he laid hold to God, he didn't let go. So I'm just going to read a few passages of scripture uh, relating to that. And it's just a blessing that we can learn from the life of King Hezekiah. And so in 2 Kings, the 18th chapter, starting at the first verse, it says, Now it came to pass in the third year of Hosea, son of Eli, king of Israel, that Hezekiah, the son of Ahaz, king of Judah, began to reign. Twenty and five years old was he when he began to reign. And he reigned twenty and nine years in Jerusalem. So he reigned for about four years. His mother's name, well, actually his mother wasn't Jezebel, but his mother's name also was Abi, the daughter of Zechariah. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that David, his father, did. And he removed the high places and break the images and cut down the groves and break into pieces the brazen serpent that Moses had made. For unto those days, the children of Israel did burn incense to it. And he called it Nahusatan. He trusted in the Lord God of Israel, so that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah, nor any that were before him. For he clave to the Lord and departed not from following him but kept his commandments with the Lord, com- which, which the Lord commanded Moses. And the Lord was with him and he prospered whithersoever he went forth. And he rebelled against the king of Assyria and served him not. And he smote the Philistines even unto Gaza and the borders thereof from the tower of the watchman to the fenced city. And so it just goes on to talk about the, the, the reign of King Hezekiah. But what really stuck out with me was in the sixth verse where it says, for he clave to the Lord. And when you think of that word claving, it's really synonymous with the word hold fast. He claved to the Lord and departed not from following him. Um, in the um, Amplified version, it says that, um, let's go to that. Amplified version. It, it talks about how um, he clave and he held fast to the Lord. And 
Um, it's just powerful to see that even in the midst of so much opposition, I mean, he talked about the high places. That, that's where they, they built these altars and they built these things that they sacrificed to other gods, little g, other gods. And, um, and, and, and it was a place of, of where, where, where men, man was all into himself and stuck on himself. And that's why there were so many evil kings because they were so into these high places that they had lifted up above of uh, uh, the standard, the principle, the life, the living of God. And so, so, but, but King Hezekiah, he removed those high places. And so there were all kinds of things they had, that they made all kinds of images and, and, and they, they um, built all kinds of things and there were rituals and things that they had set up. And even he said the serpent, um, brazen serpent that Moses had made as a sign of God's uh, healing, that they began to use use it uh, to burn incense to, to their other gods. And so there was all kinds of things that had been twisted from the way God had uh, 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 originally ordained and set for life to be lived back then. But I, uh, King Hezekiah drew a stake. He, 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 he put a stake in the ground and he drew a line that he was not going to turn from the ways of God. And, and it's powerful. It's powerful how even in the midst of that, and, and it's really, it, it almost seems like it can be parallel to what's going on in today's society. I mean, come on, it's, it's no, it's no secret that there is evil and lawlessness running rapid. Um, and, 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 you know, and and people are really into their own selfish desires. They're they're what they want, and 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 what pleases them, and um, what what things they can do to have their own way, their own rights, and and all of those things, even to the point of 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 going against the 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 principles of God the principles of his word i mean there's all kinds of things now that can pull you away from the truth that's in the word of god i mean come on now you know there are a lot of things that even if you look at it that we're holding fast to but are we holding fast to the ways of god are we holding fast to the word of god are we holding fast to the abundant life that God has ordained for us to have. No, we're holding on to a lot of things. I mean, here, we're right in the midst of the election and, and all of those things that are going on with counting and, and everything that's going on. And many of us have been holding fast to Fox News. Come on now, you know I'm telling the truth. Holding fast to CNN and, and holding fast to all kinds of things. Come on, I mean, I mean the Holy Spirit even convicted me, said you, you hold fast to HGTV. Come on, how many HGTV fans I have out there or these... These shows of, of 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 learning how to organize and all of those things, you know. But you know, there's all kinds of things that we can hold fast to because we love it. We we're, we're passionate about it. We're we have a conviction about it. Um, we're dogmatic about it, you know. Um, I mean, you got you know you got people who are dogmatic about. Uh, um, President Trump and people who are dogmatic about, you know, Biden. And so it so much to the point where they have thrown out all, all kinds of, of, of standards and principles, you know? And so, but, you know, God ordained and set this thing that we would hold fast to him, hold fast to his word, hold fast to his truth, hold fast to 
his way. Are we doing that? And so I want to encourage you to, to, to do that assessment that I always talk about in these podcasts to see what are we holding fast to? Are we holding fast to the fear? Are we gripped by fear? Are we holding on to uh, um, uh, um, fear, being afraid of what could happen or what's going to happen or what's not going to happen? You know, uh, what are we holding fast to. Um, you know, as I was uh, uh, meditating on this word, hold fast, um, I came across this analogy. And really, it's, 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 it's something that is an understanding among um, those who are sailors. And so, um, and so hold fast is a term that they use as a principle or a way of life, especially when a storm comes, okay? And so they, they have this understanding that when they're on deck, when they're on deck and they come against a storm, a storm that is just uh, boisterous and it seems as if they're going to be shipwrecked, there's there's two things that they have learned that they have to do. And that is one big thing is holding fast. One, holding fast to the boat, the ship, the actual ship. You have to grab hold to something in order to keep your life from being shipwrecked, to keep your life from going overboard, okay? And so um, for, to keep you from, from losing your life. So they had to learn that, um, that, 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 that a training that they had to learn is how to hold on to, you know, the ship. And, and then from there, they knew that if they knew how to hold on to the ship, then from there, they knew that there, there are things that they could do, not only save their lives, but they could save the lives of their crew members. And so that <laughs> that's pretty interesting. But isn't it like that in our lives that, that when we're able to hold fast to the Word of God, hold fast to the principles of God, hold fast to, to all that we know is true, then we're able to save our lives. We're able to save our lives from destruction, glory to God, not in our own strength, but it's, it's through the word of God that we get what we need to be able to lay hold to eternal life. And so, um, you know, I want to share a couple of scriptures because I think it's important for us to, to get the word of God on the inside of us so that we can have that solid rock, that firm foundation, that thing that, that, that is like that. The word is when we grab it, we, we got to be able to lay hold of it. Okay. And so in first Thessalonians 521, it says, prove all things, hold fast that which is good, hold fast to that which is good. And so um, then another scripture in Revelations 2.25, it says, but that which you have already, that which you have already, hold fast till I come. And that's in Revelations uh, 2.25. And so both of those scriptures are talking about holding on to the things that you have. Now, the first scripture, prove all things. That means you test things to see where is the good. And then after that, you you grab hold of the good and you hold fast to that. That means there's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad that's going on in the world. And you got to be wise enough. You have to be discerning enough to know what's good and what's bad and how to be able to hold on to it. I hear it oftentimes as an analogy, you know, or 
said this way, that sometimes when you read a book, you know, we as Christians, we like to read Christian books, but sometimes there are secular books that may not necessarily be biblically um, written by somebody that's that's a Christian, but it may have some biblical principles that we can learn from. Um, you know, because to me, you know, if, if we can, if, if in the Bible, the man of God can learn from a donkey, <laughs> you know, certainly we can learn from those who are not necessarily Christians, but we just have to be, uh, have wisdom and discernment. And we have to prove those things that we're reading and that we're learning. So I've heard the saying that, you know, when you read a book, you know, um, you have to, um, Chew up the chew up the meat and spit out the bones. And the bones are those things that you don't want to digest because it's going to be hard on you. It's going to lead down a, a, a past of a, a bad indigestion, okay? And you don't want that. So we got to learn how to, to recognize through discernment. And this, we get that discernment through the Holy Spirit. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. That's another podcast right there. But we need the Holy Spirit to discern what's going on before us in every way, not just while we in church, not just while we read the Bible, but in our everyday living, we need discernment to be able to prove all things, to know what's good, what's bad, what's right, what's wrong, and what we need to hold on to. Amen? So the Word of God clearly says, of course, hold fast that which is good, okay? So don't be don't be so gullible to just take everything that you hear on the news. Don't be so gullible just to take everything that you hear as, as, as gospel, as right. Um, everything that you read on social media as right. No, you... You prove it by the Spirit. You test the Spirit by the Spirit. You get in the Word of God and find where is it in the Word of God? Where is it? Where is the foundation at built on the Word of God? We're Christians, right? Come on now. We live by this, right? The B-I-B-L-E, right? Come on. Remember when we were in Sunday school, we used to sing that song, you know, the B-I-B-L-E. That's the book for me. I stand alone on the Word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. Bible. Yes, that should still be our mantra. That should still be our our, 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 our our foundation. That is the word of God that governs our lives. That's the word of God that tells us how we ought to live. The word of God that helps to govern how we ought to vote, how we ought to treat one another, how we ought to um, live our lives, how we ought to raise our kids. It's the word of God, not the latest blog, not the latest quote that's on uh, Twitter. Twitter or Instagram. No, not the latest person that's uh, famous that, you know, we're going to check and see what they're doing, the Kardashians and all these people and their lifestyle. No, we, we, our foundation is based on the word of God. And so when we have our foundation on the word of God, then we're able to flow in discernment, to know that when we do have something that may come from the secular arena, from the worldly arena, then we know, okay, that's not bad. That's good. I can use that. All right. And so, but it says to hold fast to that, which is good. And then in Revelations 2.25 that I read to you, it says that, that you already have, you got to hold on to it. Cause how many know that we have an adversary, the devil that wants to sift us as we, we have an adversary, the devil that wants to steal, that wants to kill, that wants to destroy every good thing that, that, that we have and every good thing that is promised to us and every good thing that we 
can lay hold of to that we may not already have hold of. And so, so we have to be wise that, that, that we, we, we maintain, uh, we keep what we has been given to us, the truth, what we know about the word of God, what we know about what God says about who we are, what we know about what he says about our rights and our privileges, our, our inheritance about uh, our bodies and, 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 um, what belongs to us. That's what we have to hold fast to. We must hold fast to it. Amen. And so uh, we can say a uh, hold fast to in another way, cling tightly to it. Come on now. When something belongs to you and somebody try to take something from you in the natural, what do you do? You No, you draw back and you pull it closer to you. You cling to that thing and you hold it tightly. It's like, no, this is not yours. This is mine. All right? And so you hold it tightly and you don't let go. And that's how we ought to be with the word of God. It says, let us hold fast the profession of, of our faith without wavering. This is Hebrews 10, 23. For it continues to say, for he is faithful that promised. I'm reminded of another scripture that says, faithful is he who promised, who also will do it. Promise, promise, wow. What a word. Where does that come from? His word, amen. The promises of God, they are yea and amen, but they are in his word. So how how else would you know about what he's promised us except we get in the word of God? But hey, let me tell you something. Everything that's in here, it comes to pass. This is truth. This is life. This is failure proof. Amen. And so the word of God in Hebrews 10, 23 says, hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. You know, when you waver, it's like, you, you you know, when you waver, you lose your footing. You lose your control when you're wavering. I mean, you ever, um, lo- um you know, lost your, your footing and, and you had, you were wobbling. You, I mean, you, at that point, you were not holding on fast to anything and you had to balance yourself and get yourself back to the place where you, both of your feet were on the, flat on the ground. Then you were able to hold on to something. And so, um, but, but the word of God is telling us we need to hold on to our faith without wavering. That means don't, don't be here, there. Don't be tossed to and fro, just like when the wind and the storms come. You know, just because they come and just because they may come strong doesn't mean that 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 is given that we're going to waver and we're going to falter. No, we don't have to. If we are fixed on the truth, if we are fixed on the word of God, then we can hold fast. Amen. We can hold and cling to the word of God. That is our truth. Amen. One more scripture says in second Timothy one, 13 through 14, it says, hold fast the form of sound words, which thou hast heard of me in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. That good thing, which was committed unto thee, keep by the Holy Ghost, which dwells in you. You know, I'm reminded of, you know, we're in this day and age. I mean, right now at this day and at this point in time, we we have, you know, I know in the state of Virginia, a limitation of 250 that can gather. And so we we have a large congregation. So, so you're talking about 
multiple people that are not able to come into the house of the Lord. And so, and so, uh, you know, the word of God tells us to not forsake the, uh, the, uh, the fellowship of the saints. And so one of the biggest reasons is because it, it creates a buffer for us. It creates a wall of protection. It, it, it creates a resistance to the enemy when we're able to gather together to encourage one another, to lift up one another, to be fed, to, to receive our marching orders, all of those things. And so we know that everyone can't come to church right at this point. But let me tell you something. You got to hold fast to what you know. And so I know that there are many that are listening. You're listening, been listening to the podcast. You've been listening to the word of God. You've been listening to our bishop. You've been listening to our apostle. And you can't take the word that comes out of our mouths lightly. You got to hold on to every word. Because let me tell you something, in the days and months to come, you are going to need it like never before. You're going to have to hold on to your faith. Because the word, because the word talks about how in this world we're going to have tribulation, and 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 I, you know, I'm not speaking doom or gloom, but 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 it's the handwriting that's on the wall that 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 there's just more and more lawlessness, and if we don't hold tight to to the good that has been given to us, then we can, you know, like the elect, like it says in the word of God, even though the elect can be tricked and fooled. No, but if we hold fast to the word of God that we've heard in times past, but are hearing, then that means that when the storm comes, when the temptation comes, when the tribulation comes, that we will not waver. Both of our feet will be on solid ground, on a firm foundation, and we will be able to weather the storm. We can be like the sailor that knows that, okay, the storm is coming. I'm grabbing hold to the word of God. I'm grabbing hold to that thing. Hallelujah. And I'm not going to be able to waver. And what's so awesome about that principle about the sailors and the and what they live by when they're trained is that they're not only going to be able to save themselves, but they'll be able to save others. I'm on. Isn't that what it's all about? That we're not just caught up in this thing just for ourselves. That not, that we don't just have me, myself, and I, or or me and, and my three and no more. That that saved. That that's got what we need in order to weather the storm. But isn't it sobering to know that that God has equipped us. That that He gives us more than what we need, so that we can help those who may be weaker than we may be. You know, the Word of God talks about bearing the infirmities of the weak, bearing those who are weak. Because uh, there's sometimes when people are at uh, are at weak moments where they need to be reminded of the word, where they need to be reminded that you are a child of God. Stand up in your inheritance. Stand up in the word of God. And so holding fast is something that we have got to be able to do in this day and time. How do you hold fast, co-pastor? You say, well, come on now. It seems like it's the basics, but you know, when you're tested and when you're tried, if you're not holding fast to the basics, because sometimes we can try to get all this, you know, um, you know, and I'm all in for prophecy. I'm all in for, you know, just powerful, deep word. But sometimes if we're so if we're trying to grab for that, we'll miss the basic and we'll lose our foundation. 
And so if your foundation is not getting up and reading the word of God, it's not praying and seeking God's face, if it's not meditating on the word of God, if it's not speaking the word of God, come on now, those are solid foundational bricks that every person has to make sure that they have securely fixed in their foundation every single day and all throughout the day. It's not a one-shot deal, you know, because sometimes we pride ourselves in, oh, I had my quiet time this morning, but then by midday, what's going on? Are you holding fast to the word that you meditate on that morning? No, if you haven't, no, then then you're not holding fast. Um, I mean, come on, when you when 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 you when your back is up against the wall, when when persecution comes, when people uh 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 come against you and unforgiveness is presented to you, do you have unforgiveness in your heart? Because if you do, then that means you're not holding fast to the word of God. I mean, come on, how many times have we heard um, messages on forgiveness? And sometimes it's not even that the whole message was on forgiveness, but the, the spirit of God pulled your man or woman of God off of whatever particular subject they were talking about. And they began to hone in on how important it was to forgive. Come on, you you would be a, you would just be knocked off your feet to know in reality how many saints have unforgiveness in their hearts. And so we have got to be wise during this day and time that we don't have time to be playing around with the devil. We have got to take hold of what God has given us and we have got to lay hold of it. And the word of God is hold fast. One last word from out of 2 Timothy, the first chapter, the 13th verse, and I'm reading from the message translation, and it says, um, well, let me read the King James first. Well, I, did, I read to you the King James. Hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me and faith and love which is in Christ Jesus, that good thing which was committed unto thee, keep by the Holy Ghost which dwells in you. And so the message says this, so keep at, at your work this faith, and love rooted in Christ, exactly as I set it out for you. It's as sound as the day you first heard it from me. Guard this precious thing placed in your custody by the Holy Spirit who works in us. And so we have to lay hold. We have to lay hold. And so these few things, let me leave with you. You know, we we need to be able to lay hold uh, mentally, and spiritually. Okay. So the spiritually, you know, um, you know, of course is by doing the word of God, reading the word of God, speaking the word of God, doing the word of God, all of those things, confessing the word of God, praying the word of God, praying to God. But mentally we have to make sure that we hold fast to the word of God. And so when we mentally hold fast, that means we continue to believe. We continue to adhere to to lay hold to the principles of the word of God, what comes from the word of God, the truth, okay? Um, that we, There's a conviction that we should get from the word of God. There, there is something that, uh, that's embedded in our hearts. When when we meditate on the word of God and it comes in our heart, we keep it in our hearts. We don't allow anything to dig up. You know, a lot of times when people are dealing with 
with loss, that's when they begin to question their walk with God because it's such a a um a devastating time in their lives when they lose loved ones and in particular, I, I I have empathy for those who are going through a loss in this day and time because the 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 normal way that had been set up to 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 go through the grieving process and to grieve you, you can't necessarily do that like it used to be at least not now, and so so it's it's even tougher. But let me tell you something: I don't care how tough something gets, still God. It's tougher still, and he's stronger still. And so if we continue to lay hold to him, he can even help you during these tough times. But but even in, in, in our mentality, we cannot be intimidated by um, the enemy. We cannot be convinced by uh, just anything that we hear um, or brainwashed, all right? And so we got to know how to hold on to it. Um, that inward witness that bears witness to the word of God, that, um, that, 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 that the word of God that has been proven over time and tested over time, we have to lay hold of that. So that means there's, you know, even though it may be new methods, new situations that look like it's coming up, it's the same word that will handle any and everything that's going on. So so it may seem like, okay, COVID-19, that's something new. No, no, it's still a hot mess. It's still disease. And it's in the word of God that he can handle any sickness and he can handle any disease. Come on, racial unrest, uh, rioting and all that's going on politically and all that. All of this is just, it's lawlessness or it's, 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 it's injustice. All of those things is handled in the word of God. So it's nothing new under the sun. Um, uh, it's just, it's just, it's just has for, showed itself in a different light, but it's still the same thing. Okay. And so, but it's in the word of God that God knows how to handle it. And so what do you do in this day and time? Like never before get into your word. Don't patty cake with it. Don't just, you know, say, well, I had a quiet time just to d- check it off the list. No, d- We're living in a day and time that we can't play with this thing. So when you get into the word of God, you seek the Lord with your whole heart and you seek to get revelation. You seek to get guidance. You seek to get direction. You seek to get healing. You seek to get whatever you need in those moments in that time from the word of God. And so we have to lay hold. So I provoke you. I invoke you. I encourage you. I probably have made you mad, but that's okay. I made you mad to the point where I pray you get glad when you put the the word of God into action. Amen. So the word says, hold fast. Don't let go in Jesus name. Amen. This has been another episode of Changing Lives. Be sure to subscribe to stay updated on new episodes. Also, find us on the web at mountgileadfgim.org and follow us on Instagram at mountgileadfgim.org.